going to speak on a message. Um, I just kind of found it amazing as I started to prepare this message how God just started revealing things and speaking things as I was doing that. But the most important thing I want you to see and understand right to the very beginning is that God sees you. Now, maybe that's not a real big statement or something that really moves you, but I just sense that there's a lot of people out there right now that are in that place where they need to know that somebody sees them, that they're not alone, and that God wants you to know that he sees you. And I want to read this passage at Revelation 3, 7 to 13. Um, a little bit different passage to be reading about this, but the, this passage in Revelation certainly shows us that God sees the things that are going on in our world. He sees the things that are going on in our churches. He sees the things that are going on in our individual lives. He knows all about it. And uh, in the message to the churches of the Revelation, God speaks to all the churches, and he tells them the various things that he sees and the things that are happening in all the churches. And, and he, he gives commendations, he gives rebukes, but he's speaking because he sees what is going on in our world. And so I'd like to read just one of those uh, uh, stories one of, about one of those churches. And it's the Church of Philadelphia, Brotherly Love. And as I think about that, I think, wow, I said that could be a message for our world today. Uh, but a reminder, let's get back to that brotherly and sisterly love for one another. But anyway, this is what it says, Revelation 3, 7 to 13. It says, write this letter to the angel in the church in Philadelphia. This is a message from the one who is holy and true, the one who has the key of David. What he opens, no one can close. And what he closes, no one can open. I know all the things you do. And I have opened a door for you that no one can close. You have little strength, and yet you've obeyed my word and did not deny me. Look, I will force those who belong to Satan's synagogue, those liars who say they are Jews but are not, to come and bow down at your feet. They will acknowledge that you are the ones I love, because you have obeyed my command to persevere. I will protect you from the great time of testing that will come upon the whole world to test those who belong to this world. I am coming soon. Hold on to what you have so that no one will take away your crown. All who are victorious will become pillars of the temple of my God and they will never have to leave it. And I will write on them the name of my God and they will be citizens in the city of my God the new Jerusalem that comes down from heaven from my God. And I will also write on them my new name. Anyone with ears to hear must listen to the Spirit and understand what he's saying to the church. This morning, that's a really important verse to understand what the Spirit is saying to the church. There's a lot of voices out there right now. And sometimes it can be really confusing as you listen to all the different stories that are out there. And the Bible is telling us that there's someone else that we need to be listening to to get the right story, and that's to God himself. Are you listening to what God is saying today? Well, this morning I believe I have a message for you from God that he wants to tell you that he sees you. And I realize that during this time, there's, with isolation, 
There's not a lot of seeing going on. We're not seeing one another. We're not having the opportunity to fellowship with one another, to hug one another, to shake one another's hands, to smile at one another. There's a lot of things we're just not able to do or some of us not even able to see family or even friends. And God wants us to know, he says, I see you. I see your struggles. I see your heartaches. He sees your longings and dreams. He sees everything that you do. He sees your heart. He sees what's really going on in your life. He sees the real you. And for those that are here today and those who are watching today, you need to realize that God sees you. He sees you. And all through Scripture, we're reminded that God sees all that is going on in our world, all that is going on in our personal lives. He sees the good things that are going on. He sees the bad things that are going on. He sees the things that are going on in our churches. He sees the things that Christians are doing or shouldn't be doing. He sees things right down to our individual lives. He sees all, and nothing surprises him. He watches over our world. He watches the church. He watches us as individuals. And it's interesting, as we see his message to the church, he is watching the church, very much so. Some wonder, was church important? Well, it was to Jesus. Jesus is addressing the church. He's paying attention to the church, so obviously pretty important. And in the church, God sees everything too. He sees the good things that are happening in our churches, and he also sees the bad things that may be happening in our churches. And if we're listening, he has some things to say to the church, things like commendation, things like encouragement, but he also has some things to say that maybe are a little bit on a more uncomfortable side, like a rebuke or a correction. But he sees what's going on. In this particular chapter here in Revelations 3, we have God's address to this church of Philadelphia. And it's interesting that in this church, there's no rebukes. There was only encouragement. And God clearly tells us that He's seeing what's going on in every church. And so he knows whether or not the church is going well or if a church is going bad. And I think it's good for us to remind ourselves that God is watching. He's watching the church. He's watching the world. He's watching us as individuals. And he knows the true story. We need to remember that. God's, God's got it right. God's got it right. Now, we could focus this morning and in the, in the book of Revelations here of all the rebukes and the corrections that God is saying to the church and all the things that God says you need to change. But that's not where I feel God is wanting to speak to us this morning. See, I, I really believe that God wants to talk to us this morning about the good things, the good things that we are doing, the things, the right choices that we are making, the things that we are doing right even if nobody else is seeing what we're doing. See, God sees the real you. And that's the part that came the strongest to me, that this is really a message that comes down to you as an individual, that God wants you to know as an individual that he sees you. You have his eye. You have his attention. And he wants you to know that you're important and that your life matters. Lots of things today where the world is saying this particular group matters, that particular group matters. 
And God says, listen, I want to speak to you as an individual and tell you your life matters. And God, he sees your heart. He sees your real desires. He sees your spirituality. He sees your struggles, heartaches, hurts, longings, dreams, all those things. He sees all the details of your life. Amazingly, he sees even how many hairs we have in our head or what lack we have thereof. He knows every detail about us. Now, sometimes in life and in church, we can come discouraged just like anybody else. We can get lonely. We can wonder if people or even if God cares about what's going on in our lives. And right now, with all these restrictions, it's kind of multiplying that where people are feeling very much alone and that, you know, we're not out there that people can see everything that's going on in our lives. And so sometimes our friends, they're missing things that are going on about our lives. Sometimes our church family, they're missing things. They have no idea what we're struggling with or what's going on in our lives. Sometimes the pastor is clueless. He has no idea what's going on in your life. They don't see or they don't seem to understand the pain or frustration that you may be going through. And that just adds to more discouragement when we look around us and we don't seem to see that people are seeing what's going on. And so I want to remind you today, or God really wants to remind you today, he cares, he sees, and he's not missing anything. He's seeing everything that is going on in your life and he wants to encourage you today. He doesn't want to rebuke you. He doesn't want to tell you how bad you have been. He, he doesn't want to tell you, you know, where you fail. He simply wants to come alongside of you and say, I see you, and speak some encouragement to you. Now, all through the Bible, it reminds us that God sees us, that we're important to him, and that our lives matter. Second Chronicles 69 says, The eyes of the Lord search the whole earth to strengthen those whose hearts are fully committed to him. So he's looking for individuals that follow him. He's looking at the details of their lives. He wants to come alongside and strengthen us. He's actually looking for that. God is looking over our world, and he's looking for people that need to be encouraged, that need to be strengthened. And he sees all the things that go on in our lives today. And I really believe that God is wanting to speak to you about the things that are happening in your life today. And to help take that place, we're going to use this passage here in Revelations where Jesus talks to this church of Philadelphia. He tells them that he sees what's going on in great detail, and he takes the time to speak into their lives that they may be encouraged. And that's what God wants to do for us today. And so I'd like to use this passage that it would remind you that God sees you your life matters, and that God does want to speak into your life and encourage you in the exact area that you're needing encouragement today. And so let's just take a fresh look at this passage of Scripture. I kind of looked at it a little bit different than what I usually do when I read this passage of Scripture. But anyway, here it goes. What, first of all, let's look at what does God see? Well, when we look, the first thing that this passage is telling us that God sees is everything. Revelation 3, I know all the things you do. I think that covers it pretty good. God says, I know everything 
all the things, all means all, all means everything that you do. He sees it all. He sees everything. He misses nothing. He knows everything about us. And the Bible says that he knows every detail of our lives. So when we're going through those times when maybe we're feeling like nobody knows what's going on right now. Nobody knows the feelings and the frustrations and the hurts that I'm dealing with right now. No one's seeing the loneliness that I'm going through right now. No one's appreciating me. And you need to realize that God says, I notice. I'm seeing that. And today he just wants to use me to remind you that he does see you. You serve a God who sees all and who knows all about you. Another thing that God sees is our, our strength. Revelation 3.8 says, you have little strength. Now, that may not seem really encouraging, but sometimes when we're down, that's exactly where we're at. We, we don't have a lot of strength. But God sees our strength, whether you know, we're doing really well or whether we're not doing so well. He notices those things. He, he knows how we're doing spiritually. He knows how we're doing physically. He, he knows how we're doing emotionally. He knows all those things. He knows our physical state, our spiritual state, our emotional state. He knows whether we're strong right now or whether we're on the weak side. You know, sometimes we wonder if God does see. Does he recognize the state? that we're in? Does he understand our reactions and our vocabulary and our words and all those things that we say and do sometimes when we're frustrated or upset or maybe feeling low? And God's saying, yes, I do. I do see all those things. I do understand all those times. And again, as God sees us, it's with the desire to help us and to strengthen us. And whatever state we might find ourselves in. So whether you're discouraged, whether you're excited, whether you're depressed, wherever you are, God's saying, I see you and I want to strengthen you. He looks upon his people to strengthen them. Another area that God sees is our obedience. Revelation 3, 8, yet you have obeyed my word. So God is telling us that he sees our obedience or our disobedience, obviously. But as we see in this verse, he's focusing on the obedience. He's more interested in our obedience than our disobedience. See, obedience brings him pleasure. Disobedience does not bring God pleasure. And so God focuses on the obedience, the good things. He's looking for our obedience to his word and, and to the Bible. And he tells us that obedience is a key to show that we actually love God. Jesus said that himself. If you love me, obey my commandments. So Jesus is telling us here that he's noticing the right things we're doing. He, he's seeing the things where we are being obedient to God. And that which we're striving for. Now as we look at our world and sometimes even our churches... Sometimes all that people see is our failures, our mistakes, our disobedience. And then sometimes we get judged on that area because we fail rather than celebrate it because of all the successes that we have done. And God wants you to know today that he sees your obedience. 
and he's celebrating your obedience. He's celebrating your victories. He's celebrating your successes, not your failures. We have a good friend in God. That's the kind of friend we all need, isn't it? So if you're struggling today in an area of obedience, know that God has seized you. And God is coming alongside you to strengthen you because he pays more attention to our successes than our failures. And he celebrates obedience. He takes note of obedience. He sees what no one else sees. See, God is noticing the good things that you're doing. Maybe right now, and especially right now, a lot of people have no idea what anybody's doing. But God's saying, I do. I'm seeing all the things that you're doing. I see the obedience that you're doing. He sees. Another area from verse 8 that God sees is faithfulness. And you did not deny me. Verse 8. That shows us that God sees her faithfulness. He sees how we've acknowledged him, how we're serving him, how we're not denying him. We're not walking away from him. And again, he's trying to show us that he celebrates those things. That's where we want to be. We want to be people that are faithful to God because that's where the celebration is with God. Again, he's paying more attention to our successes as we stand up for him over those occasional times where maybe you do deny him by what you say or by what you do. God is looking for those moments when we don't deny him when we're faithful to him. And he takes note of that. He, hasn't, he doesn't forget about that. He sees faithfulness and he rewards faithfulness. And that's what he's looking for. When many others have failed or yielded to temptation, and you were the only one that stayed true to your convictions and to your God, I want to tell you something. God sees that. He took note of that and what took place. And he will celebrate you for that. He does not miss your faithfulness. He's quick to take note of our faithfulness and our stand for Christian principles. Verse 9 gives us another area where God sees, which is the lies spoken over our lives. Revelation 3, 9 says, Look, I will force those who belong to Satan's synagogue, those liars who say they're Jews but are not, to come and bow down at your feet, and they're not going to acknowledge that you are the ones I love. There were some racial things taking place. A lot of lies were being said. Spiritually, there was one group saying to the other group that you're not spiritual at all. You don't know what you're doing. And they're really giving a lot of lies to discredit these Christian people. And God's telling us today, I see the lies that have been spoken over you. Satan will always use people to speak evil of you and to speak lies about you and Sometimes those people can do such a great job that people start believing the lie rather than the truth. And sometimes people do prefer that. I'd rather believe the lie than come to grips with what the real truth is. That's not very good. It can be very disheartening if you're an individual and they're receiving it. But God wants you to know he sees the truth. He sees the truth. He wants us to know that he celebrates that truth over our lives. And there will come a day that when those people that have been lying about you are going to realize they've been deceived by the enemy. And that they're going to realize they've been deceived by their involvement in those lies. 
and a humbling will take place for them, and you will be honored, and they will have to acknowledge that, yes, you're the one in whom God's favor rests upon. See, God sees the lies that have been spoken over you. I realize that for some people, you've grown up as a child, and lies have been spoken over you as a child, and you still struggle to this very day with lies that have been spoken over you. And see, God wants to tell you that I know the truth. I know that those things were lies. And he wants to come alongside and help you and strengthen you and encourage you and come against those lies. And then the last area that God sees in these verses is found in verse 10, which is perseverance. Verse 10, it says, because you have obeyed my command to persevere. Last thing, what God sees here, he sees our perseverance. He sees how we've pressed in, we've kept serving God despite the temptations, the lies, the hardships. We've stayed true to God, we've endured. And and that's something even through this COVID season that the Bible says we need to endure, patiently endure. Well, he's noticing that. He's also probably noticing when we're not so patient. But we need to persevere. A lot of people have quit. A lot of people have given up. Many others have fallen because of pressure. But God sees that you've stayed loyal to him. You didn't get bitter. You didn't quit. You pushed through. You persevered. God says, I noticed that. I noticed that. Sometimes you can look around you and think that, well, no one else noticed it. And God wants you to know, well, I noticed it. I noticed it. And he celebrates with you and your perseverance. He saw the whole thing take place from start to finish. See how you hung in there. So please understand this morning that God really does see all the things that are going on in your life. And I realize that as we face things in our lives where it can get us down and we face at times when we're looking, does anyone else, does anyone else see me? Is anyone else noticing that I'm having a difficult time? Or is anyone else noticing I'm, I'm going through some difficulties? I realize as Christians that sometimes we fail in that. We're not paying enough attention to one another, and we miss it. Sometimes the pastor, I'll miss it, won't see it. Sometimes your family will miss it. Sometimes your own spouse may miss it, what you're going through. But that's not the case with God. It's not the case with God. He sees all. He knows the truth. He celebrates every victory, and he wants you to know today. He sees you. He's seeing everything that is going on around you, even if your own spouse or family or your church or your pastor doesn't see. See, this message of the seven church reminds us of all that. But it also reminds us of something else that I'd like to talk about as well. That God has some things to say to us as well. Besides seeing us, he has some things to say to us as well. And the first thing I see from this passage of Scripture that God has to say is that he has a door that will open for us. Verses 7 and 8 says, Write this letter to the angel of the church in Philadelphia. This is a message from the one who is holy and true, the one who has the key of David. What he opens, no one can close. What he closes, no one can open. I know all the things you do, and I've opened a door for you. 
that no one can close. God is seeing your circumstance. He's seeing your situation. And God realizes that you need a doorway to open to get yourself out of that situation or circumstance. And I believe that what God wants you to know today and what he's saying to you today is that I'm opening a door for you. In this time of adversity, in this time where maybe you're struggling in your walk with God, maybe you're just struggling with life, finances, whatever it might be, and God said, I'm going to open a door for you. I want you to know that. And it's interesting that God says he's in control of the door. When he opens a door, nobody can shut it. When he shuts a door, nobody can open it. And you need to realize that God's in charge of the door. And if he opens up a door for you, it's not going to get shut because he's opened it for you. So he wants to remind us of that. I'm opening a door for you. So look for it. He's watching you. God is seeing what's going on in your life. He's know all about the struggles, the frustrations, and all those things in secret that you don't even want to tell anybody. You don't even want to tell your spouse. And God says, I'm going to open up a door for you to help you, strengthen you. And then verse 10 gives us a second truth. It says, God wants to say to us, which is, I'm going to protect you. Verse 10, it says, because you've obeyed my command to persevere, I will protect you from the great time of testing that will come upon the whole world to test those who belong to this world. We're certainly in a, a season like that. The whole world right now is being tested. Some are doing good and some aren't doing so good. Just go on social media for a while and then you have to get off it because it's just back and forth like crazy on there. But God's telling us that he's going to protect us. He's going to protect us through our times of testing. Through times of testing, you know, we, we get a little bit apprehensive. Uh, we get a little bit worried sometimes. And if we don't, you know, get on track or get on top of those things, then fear starts coming into our lives and we get very discouraged, very disheartened. And it begins to take control. But God is saying, I see you. I see your faithfulness. I see your perseverance. I've, I've chosen to protect you in this time of testing. Even if it's a time of testing that will affect the whole world, you're still in good hands if you serve the Lord. God got you. You're going to come through this trial and hardship. You're not alone. God is going to protect you. So God wants to remind you today, I'm going to protect you through this time. Whatever you're facing, whatever's going on in your life right now, where you feel very vulnerable, God's saying to you, I'm going to protect you. Then another area that God wants to speak to us is found in verse 11, where God talks about appearing on the scene. It says in verse 11, I am coming soon. Now, as we read that portion of Scripture, we immediately think of the Lord's coming, that He's going to come with his angels and rule this world. And I believe that coming is very soon. I, I believe the coming of the Lord is soon. But, but I think in this story that there's a little bit more to mean here than just about the coming at the end. Because we're in a situation right now. We're in a time of testing right now. And the Lord says, I'm coming soon. Well, I, I believe that the Lord is trying to tell us that I'm going to appear in your situation. 
the trial, that circumstance that you are going through today, that God is going to come and intervene and minister to you and help you and strengthen you. He's already started in your direction, and he comes as he comes. He comes with deliverance. Angels have been dispatched from heaven to intervene in your situation. The Lord is coming on the scene. He's coming. So if you're alone, if you're discouraged, or you're, you're just going through frustrations and things that are on your mind and you're crying out to the Lord, the Lord is saying to you, I'm coming. I'm coming soon. I'm going to come on the scene. I'm going to help you. And I'm going to bring deliverance to you. Which just brings us to the next point, which is to hold on. Revelation 3.11, I am coming soon. Hold on to what you have so that no one will take away your crown. Hold on. Don't give up. Don't let the enemy win. God has good things in store for you. You will reap a harvest if you do not give up. There will be a crown of victory if you just hang in there. That will be on your wildest dreams. Hold on. Better days are ahead. Better things are ahead. Even that wonderful promise of heaven that is so beautiful that really no one can really describe it because it's so beautiful. We try to. We use the things of this earthly language to try to describe heaven, but it's so much greater. Good things are coming your way if you'll hold on a little longer. Hold on. Just hold on a little longer. Good things are coming. I believe God wants you to know that. And then finally, we come to the last verse of this admonishment, which encourages us to listen, to listen. Verse 13, it says, anyone with ears to hear must listen to the Spirit and understand what he is saying to the churches. What's the final thing that God has to say to us? It's a message that tells us, you need to be listening for my voice. Right now in our world, we're listening to way too many voices. People are getting so confused and upset and angry and mad and families are being divided, nations are being divided, and God is saying, listen, listen for my voice. Are you listening for what he has to say? Because there are some things that he wants to speak to you today that will be far more than what you're just hearing in this message. Because God wants to speak to you in your individual life. And he wants to speak to you and help you. And if there's ever a time where we need to put aside agendas and opinions and, and preferences, it's really right now, I think we need to be really seeking what God has to say. Because God sees all that's going on. He knows the truth. And he has something to say. Be listening. For you serve a God who sees and speaks. Be listening for what he has to say. Now, this morning, I really hope this message resonates with your spirit today. Because I really believe that that's what God is trying to say to us today. I see you. I see you. When you're living with all these restrictions and you're not even getting a chance to see some people. For some of you, it's only through a screen that you're watching at home. That's your only time that you're able to see anybody else. It's through a screen. You don't even get to see that person in person. 
God's saying, I see you. Your family, your spouse, your church, even your pastor, maybe they're not seeing it. Maybe they're not cluing in. I know sometimes us husbands can be quite famous for that, that we're not cluing in to what's going on. God says, I see. I see. I see what's going on. I want to help you. I want to strengthen you. He wants us to know that he sees the frustrations, the tears, and all the things that are behind the scene, all those things that are being spoken in secret. And he says, I want to come alongside you and strengthen you. I trust you're listening for what he has to say. Because we serve a God who not only sees, but a God who speaks. Chapter 3 of Revelations, it ends with these words in verse 20. It says, look, I stand at the door and knock. If you hear my voice and open the door, I will come in and we will share a meal together as friends. See, sometimes we're a little bit worried if God speaks to us. Because we're thinking God's going to give it to us. And God's reminding us here, listen, I want to have a meal. I want to have a friendly encounter with you. I I want to have a conversation with you that's friendly, like over a meal together, a friendly conversation. Will you allow that? Will you listen to that voice? Because God's got some things to say to encourage you.